What's cracking? It's your homie, Little Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of hand. We are out of you hand with Mario this shit. Lopez as your intro, bro. <laughs> no, Mario Lopez was on because he, he owes us a favor. So oh, we, 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 we had to come out. But you ain't wrestling again? No. All right. That's it's, not going to happen. He boxes at the same, or he trained at the same uh, facility I trained for boxing. boxing. He's a jujitsu guy. Our paths are going to cross, bro. It's inevitable uh, now. Gus it's, can it's, take it's, him, though? Uh, Gus can take him. Okay. Gus, Gus is a definitely a, a better practitioner of the jujitsu art than, right. than Mario Lopez. But boxing, for all, all accounts that I've heard about jujitsu, oh, I'm sorry, for boxing, boxing and Mario Lopez, He's Fox, a real deal. bro. He, he He's gets, real he deal gets down, deal. man. I know he gets a lot of hate from the South Bay, but not from us here at Emo Brown. Look forward to having you on the podcast. There, Mr. Mario Lopez. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fool. Of everything you do except for your baseball allegiances. Listen here. Listen right now. Because okay. right now we got something fucking special. Oof. We're getting close to Padre season. We're getting close to spring training. We're on the heels of probably my most historic fucking fandom season ever. 98 counts. But I was a wee tyke. I was like 16, 17 at the time. So I couldn't really get into it as much. Plus now I'm in a position where I can buy season tickets. No life. Well, and I was I'm there. 16, so you had to be at least 30. <laughs> we age differently, apparently. <laughs> Peruvian pyramid builders age a little bit differently than yeah, us northern Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been more excited to go into a season than I have now. My kids are more excited. They've never been excited for the Padres. Mm -hmm. We were drugged down to fucking Fan Fest. We had to go and wait in the massive lines. Oh, all worth it to me. You ask me, it was all amazing. Yep. Spring training, they want to go. I hate going to Arizona. Nothing in Arizona is good unless it's the fucking eight freeway leaving Arizona. <laughs> That's the only good thing I love about Arizona, fool. Food is horrible. It's just not a good place. Wow. But the kids really want to. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids really want to go to spring training. So it's like, all right, we got to make it a point to see if we can get out there. Bottom line, I wanted to hear it from somebody who is involved, fucking straight in the eye of the storm. Oof. Today we have Mr. Jesse Hagler, the lead play-by-play -play announcer for your San Diego Padres on the San Diego Padre flagship of the 97.3. You mean the Incorporated? Oof. The Incorporated. I asked Ben this morning if it was okay if I said that. He, Did you get a word? Yeah, yeah. Did you get a word? No, he didn't want us to go that far. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Hagler, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank Believe you, sir. We are beyond stoked to have you on here, bro. Honestly, yeah. man. You down here... you. You guys, I don't know if you guys know, because you guys, you know, you're doing play-by-play, -play, you're in a booth, you don't really see what's going on, yeah. but in the South Bay, motherfuckers love you guys. Um, That is my sense. That's one of the good things about social media, right? Yeah. And you get to hear from people that maybe you're not going to cross paths with at the game or whatever, and uh, anytime I'm down this way, even at FanFest the other day, man, it's, it, people are so hyped up. It's not just you and your kids, right? It's I mean, scary. It's, <laughs> uh, it's scary how hyped people are. It's going to be crazy. It will be nuts, There's going to be like 40,000 people there every night. The most impactful regular season game yeah. moment that I had last year was when Juan Soto and Brandon uh, Drury came up and they were batting in the first inning and fucking Brandon Drury is a grand slam in his first at bat. First, first fucking pitch. First. A la Kevin Kuzminoff, bro. First pitch oh, slam. Man, a throwback yeah, game. first pitch slam as a Padre. It got so loud. My skin started crawling. It was bananas. 
I am happy my kids get to see this now because I didn't get to see any of this. I went through some. Oh, I went through Seth Smith outfielders. We, we, saw Eric, <laughs> we saw Eric Owen steal home. That's we did see Eric <laughs> Owen steal home, bro. That What's was, going on? Oh, look, and I told. So we were at Fan Fest there, Jesse, and I told my kids that the ground crew was the relief pitching squad <laughs> for the. <laughs> and I said, "Go take a picture. Look at there. Which one's Josh Hader?" <laughs> That's pretty funny. That guy right there. Oh man, I, it, it's it's uh it's funny because in a couple of years. You're going to have kids who have never known bad Padre baseball. Weird as shit. Yeah. Like, talk about bizarre world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, look, I've only been here. This will be my 10th season. For the people who have grown up here, have lived there, here their entire lives, they've had a lot of bad Padre baseball. Yeah. More they're, than good. They're going to be kids. Because, like, how old are you when you really start knowing and what's going on, right? Like, eight, nine? Yeah. Maybe something like that. So, in a couple of years, they're going to be kids who are, like, starting high school. They can't remember bad Padre baseball. That's that's hilarious. It's sad for us because all we know, <laughs> all we know is bad Padre baseball. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Arquisian Franco, great name. You know, you know, whatever. Those were my yeah. teams. You know, those were. Yeah. Oh, they watch it. Bib Roberts, legend, bro. Yeah, Eric Owens, insane. legends. I was oh, all about the oh. Especially when he didn't do his fucking gloves, bro. They just just put his hands in there, look like he was like you're mowing the lawn with those gloves. How about the players that we used to get hyped for that we use that we were sold were future all stars? Ruben Rivera. Oh, the gem of the franchise, Chase Headley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the jewel of the franchise. The I mean, that's to me, it's like such a different, it's such a different feeling knowing that now we have four guys that would be all stars and any team they're on. What does that do for you and your job? What does that do for you and your day by day with the Padres? It, it look, it, part of it doesn't change because my job is to do my job no matter what it looks like, but it's more fun, mm -hmm. way more fun, a thousand times more yeah. fun. It's also easier. People also think you're better at your job when they're better <laughs> at their job. Let me tell you something. You know the whole like don't kill the messenger mm -hmm. thing? People say I don't want to kill the messenger, but they'll kill the messenger. And so if you're broadcasting bad baseball, they're like, "Eh, you know, I, I'm part of that. I get like grouped into that. Now I'm trying to make it entertaining. I'm trying to make it fun. I'm trying to make it whatever. But like when they're really good, people are like, man, you sound so good. I'm like, yeah, because they're hitting six home runs every day. Like <laughs> you sound the best. Man. Yeah. Like them being better makes people think more about us. How did you get involved in commentary? Was this something you wanted to do as a wee lad? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That's all I've ever wanted. Go ahead. He posted a picture the other day of him from high school broadcasting games talking about this is what I want to do with my life. Yes or no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 I mean, but forget high school. Like, I mean, yeah, there's, I have a picture from the high school paper or from the local paper when I was in high school, but, um, I'm not exaggerating when I say I was like six, seven, eight years I old. I saw that video when I started to become like, all right, I'm kind of into this. Like, I, I think this is the thing I want to do. And I loved playing baseball, but I knew, I knew, look at that. It wasn't going to happen, right? Like not going to be a major leaguer and that's okay. So I played as long as I could. And this was always kind of the thing that, that I had my eye on. And I can remember going to games as a kid. And like, I'd get down to the seats, like, you know, you're behind first base or something like that. And I would crane my neck and look up because I wanted to see the announcers. Yeah. Like there weren't a lot of kids who were looking up to see the announcers when they went to the games. They wanted to see the third baseman. They wanted to see the right field or whatever. And uh, I, I just, I was like, man, that's what I, I got to do that. That's all I would think about. It's all I wanted to do. And so I pretty much, you know, like figured uh, by the time I was in middle school, high school, all right, let's get some internships. Let's do whatever we can to try and get some nice. experience. I went to college. I basically chose where I went to college based upon the opportunities that existed to broadcast you were games. built for this shit, my <laughs> man. Yeah. Jesus As Christ. But you know what's the craziest thing is? You talk to almost any major league baseball announcer, they have like a very similar story. Now we've had different paths. We've had different ways of getting there. But like most of them were like, yeah, this is what I've always wanted to do. Because it's not something you can do half-assed. You cannot. No. Because you are on display every game. 162 games. Doesn't matter if you're at home or on the road. You are there. Your voice is what the Padre fans associate the Padre team with. 
we are very spoiled in San Diego currently. And actually always on the radio broadcast, whether it was Jerry Coleman and Ted oh, Leitner, you yeah, know, like those guys, that's my baseball history. That's my experience with Padre Radio Baseball. And I'd love to, before Mud and, and oh, Danny O came on, like I would primarily just listen on the radio. Yep. Like whoever was on, I'm like, all right, not interested. Let's listen to this on the radio. San Diego now, we are very spoiled. I don't think people realize that most cities, most teams do not have a dynamic duo in TV broadcast. And then across the way, Offsetted by a radio broadcast that's equally as good as them. And look at the Spanish broadcast. Eduardo yeah. Ortega, El no, Compa Ortega, bro. He's no slouch, man. He's, he's, he's the no best. He's going to be a Hall of Famer real soon. Is that oh, has to be. Awesome. Has to be. How did you end up in San Diego? Uh, so uh, The guy that was running the team at the time, Mike D, was one of my old bosses in one of my last jobs. And it's kind of a funny story. So I, I worked for the Dolphins starting in 2010. Okay. And and Mike was the Dolphin team president at the time. And he wasn't really that involved in my hiring because he was the team president, but he had to approve it. And so, like, finally, I got this meeting with him. And I had, like, a flu. This was pre-COVID. You could go places when you had the flu. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> they were like, hey, this is the only time he can meet. You know, this it's been going on for weeks at this point, right? This is the only time he can meet. Can you be there? Yeah, I'll be there. So I pop some NyQuil, whatever. I don't know what planet I'm on when I get to his office. You sure it was NyQuil? That Jesus Niquil, Christ, bro. DayQuil. Maybe that was the problem. It was daytime. It's, and I Miami, NyQuil. it's Miami, bro. Yeah, you know, you know what goes down in Miami. Different pharmacia. <laughs> yeah. And so I get into his office and one of the first questions he asked me goes, what's your dream job? Oof. Now, mind you, I am interviewing for a job with an NFL team. I said, man, I want to be a baseball announcer. <laughs> and and like to his credit, he kind of rolled with it. He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, look, I love football. Don't get I covered. Right. I love football. Don't get me wrong. But like I'm a baseball like junkie. Like I love baseball. It's my favorite thing in the world. Like if you, I'm answering your question truthfully. Like I would want to be a baseball announcer. So you fast forward three or four years. He ends up becoming the Padres team president. Uh, they had an opening here. And the call was basically like, hey, remember when you said you wanted to be a baseball announcer? I was like, yeah. He's like, what do you think of San Diego? I said, well, I've never been there, but I've heard only the very best things. America's finest city, Caesar. I don't know if you're aware of this. Go ahead. And, uh, I had heard that. <laughs> the number one ballpark, too. Right? Number one ballpark. Isn't that bananas? When did we become number one in anything? Uh, there's a man by the name of Peter Seidler. That, uh, he helped usher things Papa in. Papa Pete, bro. Oh, man. Papa Pete, don't fuck around. I want a Peter Seidler statue in every major city in San Diego. <laughs> I really do. Okay. I might, I might build one <laughs> we myself. Had, we had FanFest the other day, and I, I like uh, emceed the panel that he was on, and they started chanting his name mm. when I introduced him. How crazy is that? Like, the owner. Yeah, think about think that. Think about that shit. You know how no? many sports fans hate their owners? Mm-hmm. Hate. Hate. Oh, I'm not saying they don't love them. I'm saying they hate. actively hate them. And then all of a sudden, this guy's going to come out, and they're going to chant. Chanting they're literally, name, Peter, yeah. Peter. I was like, oh my God. George Steinbrenner used to get that treatment. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what Steinbrenner, Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. there's a few that are so revered. But I almost feel like those are kind of like love and love to hate on those kinds of ownership. Because oh, it's for yeah, because sure. it's big budget, big money, big city, big, big everything. Every, yeah, big yeah, flop. I, the Cowboys haven't been relevant since we were in middle school. Go ahead, man. Get some Jesse <laughs> looking to get canceled today in Chula Vista. I hate the Cowboys. Fuck yeah. those Cowboys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, it makes me so happy not only that the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, but because it makes Cowboy fans miserable. Oh man, I don't. Yeah. I'm. I am not in tune with any football. Oh, that's sports. Like, yeah, I'm not in big tune guy. with any of it this year. Any or, last two, three years. So the Eagles are from Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> How's that uh, fan base? They wear green. <laughs> How's so that fan base? The, uh, the guy from New Kids on the Block, he made a movie about it. Rocky Check Balboa. It no, <laughs> no, not that one. Close. <laughs> so when you touch down in San Diego for the first time, you're getting out, you get your luggage, you're getting in your rental car, you're driving to wherever your destination is. What are your thoughts? 
What are your hopes and your expectations yeah, when so, you come in here? So they flew me out here. I'd never been here before. I'd been to L.A. and San Francisco. I think were the only times I've been to California in my life. Incomparable. Crazy to think of now. Grew up in Florida, Miami area. Like, just you didn't come out here. Like, I, you know, I came a couple times for work and that was it. And uh, I remember we got we took a cab from the airport to the hotel downtown. And this is, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, cross-country flight. So it's dark. We're driving out of the airport right by the harbor there. And I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah, like, I mean, that was it. Like, they they flew me out here to try and convince me to take this job. And, like, by by the time we were, we were probably still on the airport property, like, right on Harbor. And I was like, okay, we're, yeah, we're good. Like, I looked at my wife. I was like, thumbs up, thumbs up. You know, that was it. I was like, I was sold. I mean, it was just the most magical. Like, it was cold. It was like January, I think, of 2014. It was kind of cold out. And, like, you know, Miami, it never gets cold. I was nope. like, this is awesome. Like, humid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was just like, I was like, this is great. And then you get to the ballpark. Oof. And they basically like let me out onto the field. They're like, hey, go walk around. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. Damn, that's how that works? Pretty much. That's how it went. It you was have a, access a couple to everything. Of us. Yeah. Jeez, they just said, hey, go, go walk out. Check out the dugout. Yeah. I got a picture somewhere of like being in the dugout that night. What was the first game you called? Uh, the first game I called in the regular season was in April of 14. I filled in for Ted. Andrew <sighs> Kashner almost Oof. no hit the Tigers. I remember wow, that, that game. That was your first game? And I remember that he, game. He told me afterwards, and I took him sincerely, and I still believe it to this day. He said he would have killed me with his bare hands had I broadcast a no-hitter in my first game while he was like <laughs> visiting his kids. Now you fast forward. Uncle Teddy. Fucking Uncle Teddy. Uncle Teddy. I thought you either love or hate him. San Diego. <laughs> I, 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 Your I love, San Diego um, Padres. <laughs> my uh, San Diego Padres. I saw him the other day. We had such a nice catch-up. Although, our, yeah. And, and then you fast forward to 2021. 20, yeah, 2021. And Joe Musgrove's no hitter. Oof. That was like, what, the ninth game of the season, I think, mm -hmm. of Ted's first yeah. year not doing it. Not in 40 years. That's, oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and it I was, was just, like, it was not destined to be for Theo Teddy, man. It was just not destined to be for him. I remember I turned to Tony. We were doing that game remotely because it was still COVID y. And I turned to Tony like in the seventh inning. I was like, oh, God, Ted. Like, just, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Shut him a text or what? <laughs> yeah. You shut him a text. Uh, all right. All right. Thought it, he texted me right when the game was over. <laughs> oh, and man. And it was very nice. How it was awesome very is nice. That? But also, like, he still wanted to kill me. Oh, you know, for like, sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Which I, like, wouldn't blame him. Uncle Teddy's yeah. an intense you, you, dude, man. You had to take him at his age now, right? Oh, yeah. Nah, I don't know, man. He's right strong, cross, bro. <laughs> he did. Uh, I know you're jujitsu. He did boxing he's, or karate I'm, forever. Yeah. He did a lot of martial arts. He's a stand up guy. He's old school, bro. He's an old school guy. He's a big, strong man. And I love that when you got here, you. You cut your teeth doing the social hour. And yeah, you for were a couple what, years, director yeah. of content, right? You necessarily yeah. weren't labeled as. Yeah, so I did like my first two years was kind of a hybrid role. And they sort of said, hey, you know, like we're, let's lay out a path mm -hmm. uh, so that, you know, you can kind of get introduced to the fan base and, and vice versa, I guess. And um, so, yeah, I was they, they didn't really have a digital content department at the time, which is crazy to think about in 2023. Yeah. And this was 2014. Um, and that was part of the job that I'd done with the Dolphins. So, um, you know, I'd also done the broadcasting. That was always my main goal. And so they said, all right, like run this department. We'll also have you do a couple of other things um, in terms of filling in on TV and radio, which I did. I actually did more TV than radio the first couple of years uh, for Dick Enberg because he was working a fairly limited schedule oh. at that point. And so, yeah, that was kind of how I cut my teeth here. Uh, big Seth Smith year, as, <laughs> as you alluded to earlier. And then uh, in, in 2016, I, I slid in next to Teddy, which was really special and got to do a bunch of years with awesome. him. And then that was awesome. And now with Tony. And I mean, it's it's living the dream. It really is. Imagine being on there with Ted Leitner doing play-by-play, -play, bro. Damn. I told people I, that that was I, getting my PhD in baseball. No doubt. No and doubt. And in San Diego. 
I mean, he knows this town. He understands the fan base, what makes them tick, what doesn't, as well as anybody that I'd ever come across. Um, and so to be able to sit next to him and kind of understand that, get all that information, sort of absorb it all, I, I think is like invaluable. How much Bob Euchre isms are actually involved with radio play by play? Is there drinking in the box? No. Is there well, no, what's going on no, in there, no, man? No, no, no. That's you guys like all seem loose. No. Um, we're loose because you gotta be at you know, I don't I don't I don't think any major league announcer has been under the influence of alcohol on the air probably in 20 years. No way. But really? it happened. What it about these dudes that get thing. fired for saying dumb shit, man? Those yeah. guys are bananas. That just comes man. natural. That does come natural. Yeah. Arenado with a blast. Yeah. Was that? No, who is it? That? <laughs> uh, what goes into daily planning to go on the air for every game that goes on at 7.05? I, yeah. I do a lot. I do a lot. 6.40 now, thank goodness. Oh, that's um, true. 6.40. Yeah, so I, I mean, for for a normal game, uh, I start prepping really the night before, kind of like after the previous game, because there's always a freaking game in baseball. Um, so I get home at night after a game. I kind of update some of my notes on my computer just while stuff is fresh in my head. I kind of like write down some key points uh, that I want to get out there. And then in the morning, I wake up, get the kids ready, get them to school, uh, do all my reading, uh, make more notes, update some stats. I like to have like 80% of that kind of thing done before I get to the ballpark. So when I get to the ballpark, it's more like, all right, let me go down to the clubhouse. Let me go to the manager's office. Let me go to you know press conference, media availability stuff. Let me talk to other announcers, kind of like absorb as much information as I can without having to worry about, you know, doing notes and stats and that kind of thing. And then I'll read what the teams hand out um, from their media relations offices on a day to day basis. Some of you like crazier stats, you know, are involved in that. Some of the, oh, in the last 32 games, you know, like that's not something I'm going to come up with on my own. When he wears his jewelry out, he is seven exactly. for 15 in exactly. the <laughs> day games. That's where those come from. That's where those come from. And then those uh, are the best. Those are the best. And then away we go. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, and then, uh, then away we go. And it's just kind of a Groundhog Day thing a little bit all year long, but you're traveling and you're zigzagging the country and you're seeing all these cities and all these ballparks. It's an overwhelming schedule, Jesse. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's, it's again, it's all I've ever wanted to do. Do you have to train for this in any way? Do you have to prep yourself like oh, yeah. for the, the actual 162 game season? And now that we're the Padres of the 2020s, yeah, <laughs> well into no, October and hopefully November. I mean, yes. uh, yeah, like I have found just from like a physical standpoint, it is hard to not put on weight during the season mm. because you're just not eating great. You don't have as much time to exercise. So I try and go pretty hard with the eating and the exercise in the off season, just to like give a little buffer. Um, and then once the season starts, you know, you do what you can. Uh, I prioritize sleep uh, in the season. I prioritize exercise in the off season. That's kind of how I look at it. Because that's, that's how we need to live our lives. There you go. All right. That's exactly how we need. There is no off season. So there'll never be any working out. My, uh, <laughs> my headphones turned off for that segment. That was weird. Um, uh... <laughs> this weekend was fan fest. Yeah. Fan fest to me has always been a desolate kind of event where no one used to go. I remember my wife and I were talking about it when we had our first son, uh, Sonny. 10 years ago, we went down there and there was literally four people in line to take a picture with the swinging fryer on home plate. Nothing. You could Nobody. Get whatever you wanted at the garage. There was sale. no problem on the gar whatever garage sale lines. Yeah. There was no line to go into the team store. There was zero weight anywhere. You know, so for me to take a step back and go now and people complain about, oh, it's oh, this. And I was like, hey, man, believe me, I'll take waiting in this little shuffle one mile an hour line over nobody being here 10 years ago, any fucking day. Well, tell me, well you were telling me the story about. Yeah. I mean, I, I got down there. I, I got off the five at Imperial at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday for that. You were already late. I was late. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was like, I thought I was running on mm -hmm. time. And then by the time I got to my parking space in that lot across from the home plate area, it was eight 45. 45 minutes to go what is that a mile less if yeah on yeah. imperial yeah um so and 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 normally if i'm stuck in that kind of traffic i'm not a happy guy 
that's that's not who I am. I don't like being stuck mm-hmm. in traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that day, I was just looking around. And I was marveling at it. I was like, "This is great. This is, awesome. this is great. Uh, this is awesome. Like this is this is everything you just said. This is a new chapter for this team. The fact that this is a non-game event and traffic is backed all the way up to the five. Non-game I mean, event, fool. Non-game event. Just to go hang out, bro. Just to go hang out. Look at that. Oh my god. Fuck. That's ridiculous, right? man. I haven't seen a crowd like that in fucking Gallagher Square right. since Los Tucanes that played. One right th- there, right, right <laughs> that was to your left. left. That's actually Steve's kid. He left him there. I was like, I gotta go, man. Yeah, I gotta yeah. dip. <laughs> so that's that's like what you know. That this is what percent of that Jesus, crowd? This is thirty percent, twenty percent of the people who were there. Oh man, yeah, hundred and fifty thousand people came. Hundred fifty, and apparently we only registered at forty five thousand people. So came. they gave out. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think they gave out like one hundred fifty thousand tickets, but you know people could claim, and I think a lot of people showed up and were like, "Nah, I don't yeah, think there so. was but, a lot," which there is was fine. A lot. But yeah, I mean, forty fifty thousand people spread out over the entire day. Um, Padres did a great job. You know, there were events in Gallagher Square. Mm-hmm. There were events at they the spread upper it deck. Out. They spread right. it out yeah, everywhere, yeah, man. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it I was can't really wait for spring training, which are words that have never really come out of my mouth, man. I can't wait to go to Arizona and hang out in a 90 degree weather and, you know, just hang out. No, now I really can. It's going to be a fun time going out there, watching the new players, watching yeah. the, you know, the Machados, the Tatises and all this. It's just awesome. How excited do you get? Very. Oof. I'm like a little kid. Yeah. I'm, and you know what's really scary and sad? Even in bad years. I still get super excited. Because you're a fan. You're a fan of not yeah, only yeah. the team, but of what you do. Yeah. So you're like, passionate about what you do. This year, it's like, I don't even know what to do. I'm like, mm. I'm like tapping the table. Like, let's go, let's go. Good junkie. <laughs> How does that baseball change junkie. with the World Baseball Classic? A lot. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so the World Baseball Classic means a few things, obviously. One, like, you know, the, a lot of these guys aren't going to be around as much. So from a broadcasting standpoint, it's a little bit of air out of the balloon, right? Because, you know, it's not going to be... Uh, as much Manny as it would have been. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as much Darvish as it would have been. But, you know, like with, from the, the Padre perspective, like that's fine. I know enough about our minor leaguers. There's enough interesting stuff there. The guys who are going to be playing instead. We'll be able to talk Jackson about Merrill that. Watch. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, when it sucks is Tuesday against the Royals. And the only two guys anyone's ever heard of on the Royals are not there because they're in the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. <laughs> oh, and now man. it's like, all right, who are these guys? Like, yeah. I don't know the double A shortstop for the like, Kansas number City Royals. Number 112. Yeah. Couldn't be us, bro. Couldn't be us. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, it was yeah, us. Yeah, no, that was us. <laughs> Bubba yeah, Trout. Yeah, started in left ago. field today. Oh, Jeez. Um, we used to get but excited look, about that. But that's the job, right? You know, yeah. you, you figure it out. And, and Tony and I, will we'll make it, we'll make it sing. Um, and it'll be fun anyway, but it's just a little bit, you know, different, not having the star players around as much. Um, not that they're all going to be gone and certainly they're not all going to be gone the whole time, but Tatis is available to be in spring training. Am I correct? Or yeah. He's right. not allowed yeah. to play in the WBC. Yeah. So yes. he'll, he'll be, he'll be a regular participant. I would mm-hmm. think, which is, sure. uh, which is a nice Get little your bonus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Along the way, have you become a Padre fan? Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take long. You know, people ask that all the time, right? Like I didn't grow up a dolphin fan. I grew up a giants fan. And it's my Cowboys hate. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, you, you start working for a team and you, it, it's, it's an emotional investment. It's almost even deeper than just being a normal fan. Um, because like, you know, the people and you root for the, you want the people to do well. Um, like Ryan Tannehill was the Dolphins quarterback. Most of the time I was there and he's had like an up and down career, sure. but man, you like, you forge this bond with those guys. Like when he went to Tennessee, I was like, all right, I'm caring about the Titans now, which I never did <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm a Tannehill Hill Titan fan. <laughs> yeah, like, because it was like, all right, this is a guy I have a relationship with. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a different thing than being a fan. Yeah. In some ways, it's deeper. In some ways, it's not as deep because you can't, you, you can't get mad in the way a fan can get mad some of the times, right? Like, because you work there and everything. But 
Um, no, I mean, it, it by by days into the job, you start feeling things that you never knew you could feel for a team. And uh, it, it only grows. And and I think it's the same with the players. You yeah. know, I mean, like it doesn't matter if they grew up Padre fans or if they grew up here or they grew up in Florida or Texas or the Dominican, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, once you put the uniform on, once you're in the building every day, you can't help but want nothing but like the ultimate success. Um, and and so, yeah, it's it's just it's intense. It's intense. It's not hard to do it now. Well, and it's the way not the fans fucking hard come to do out it now, now, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sunday, yesterday, Natasha and I sat there for three hours and watched the replay of game four against the Dodgers. Oof. She was like, can we watch the game? I'm like, you want to just fast forward to the seventh inning? She's like, no, I want to watch the whole game. I'm like, you're a braver kid than I wow. ever was. Yeah. So we were there in the rain, yep. in the cold, in Gallagher Square. You know, we sold our tickets. So we decided to like scrounge other tickets. So we hang out in the back. So we were. It was raining. It was cold. It was muddy. It was horrible for the yeah. first six innings. It was bad. You know, we're like, oh, man, this is not going to happen today. Just the lack of energy, the lack of just, yeah. I wasn't able was to there. listen to the broadcast, you know, both on TV or radio. How was that for you guys in that box, man? Uh, Tony and I were talking about it the other day, and it's goosebumps still mm-hmm. when we think about yep. it. Yeah. I mean, when, when Cronenworth got that base hit Oof. up the middle, <sighs> Oof. to give him the lead, I've never heard that building louder. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's rounding and the, his hands yeah. in the air and the entire dugout. That probably, flop of a slide by oh Soto at home, bro. Yeah. Ah, it looked like a Matt Holiday slide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you mean the guy that never touched home plate? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Just that right there in the rain. Good Matt Holiday story, man. by the way. If, we're, if we'll do it. the sad times again. So he was Ugh. at Padres spring training last year. Um, his son, you know, was like a top draft pick. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, so th- he knew some of the Padre front office people. So he was hanging out. So they just ended up randomly next to Matt Holiday, like leaning against a chain link fence in Peoria. It's like eight in the morning on a Tuesday. Right. And so I, I was like, I've never met him. I'd just been introduced. It was just the two of us in that moment for whatever reason. And I go, I go, you are aware, like, right, how everybody here feels about you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like trying to think, like, what's the most diplomatic way I can have this conversation? Nobody likes you, right? Holiday. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a jerk. He's like, and he, he kind of smiled. And he's like, you know, every, he's like, I don't go on Twitter often, but whenever I do, Oof. all of my mentions are Padre fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's like, you know what I want to say? He's like, oh, why are you mad at me? I didn't make the call. Tim McClellan, <laughs> the umpire, I'm made aware the call. I didn't touch home plate. Yeah, okay. He, he, he didn't quite go that far and admit it, but it was like, oh, that was essentially man. the implication. He's like, yeah. I didn't call myself safe. He's like, don't be mad. Like, it had nothing to do with me. I was there. Whatever. At, at that it's a fair point, by the way. At that 2010, I don't know who I hated more, him or Nate Cading. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's a toss up, man. Yeah. I was at that uh, Jets, Jets wild card game when he missed three when field he missed three field goals. Yeah. After missing one point. all regular season, I'm Bro. good. My therapist got me through this year in a happy place. He's we sat in a place apparently where it was nothing but Jet fans, bro. Nothing but Jet fans. Oh, so anywhere in the stadium. Anywhere <laughs> in the stadium. It was green uh, as Jack fuck. Murphy. And we were just sitting there and we were getting berated, bro. And we're like, we're at a home playoff game and we're getting harassed. Hmm? And they talk funny, too. I did not like being a Charger fan, man. Now, looking back, I, I'm like, oh, man, that was a horrible relationship. Do you in. feel do you feel like relieved that that's out of your life at this point? Jesse, I haven't watched football in over five years, yeah. bro. You know, do I you have relief. To do you have relief or is it a, or is it is there a, a missing piece of you? Of <laughs> I replace it with golf. Okay. I've replaced it with, you know, <laughs> having one more meal. I've replaced it for doing. I didn't do know there was so much. Bike to, rides? I didn't know there were so many things to do at 1 uh, p.m. on a Sunday, 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Broadcast? You know, there was so many other things available to do on a Sunday yes, that I are. do not miss it at all. And it was weird because I was deep in love with football, deep in love with Rivers Gates. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson, the Burner Turner, Darren Sproles, like uh, Vincent Jackson, Turner, all those guys. I was all about it. But then as soon as they left, it was like, boom, all right, cool. 
I, t- I told the wife, he's like, that's what I'm capable of. I can turn off. I can turn it off just like <laughs> I'm playing, my love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You looked at me when you said that. <laughs> I can turn it off just like that, but I never will, man. I mean, one thing I admire about what you do is that you still incorporate your director of content title, man. You give people such a behind the scenes look of what it's like going into the booth, what it's I like operating it. at, yes. at every stadium, your your hotel stays. Like, I think that's such a cool thing, man. Like I think it's uh it's it's a part of doing business now, right? Yeah. I mean, and and it's one thing to be the voice on the radio that people hear when they're stuck in traffic. Um, but you wanna, you know, connect more than that. I think especially here, right? It's like it's such a cool town in that it's it's not a big city. Like there's a lot of people, but it's not a big city. If that makes sense, or I don't have to tell you. And to to sort of like try and do a little hand-to-hand combat almost with meeting people, getting to know people, giving them that kind of access. Like I think that's a that's a significant thing to people in this community. It is a community with like a capital C. And often, you know, when I'm I'm going around the country and people are interviewing me and asking me, what's San Diego like? I use that word community more than I use the word city or more than I use the word town or anything like that, because that's what it feels like. It, it's it's weird and, and kind of different than anywhere I've ever lived or, or certainly different from where I grew up, where there really is a sense. And, and part of it, of course, is the Padres being good. But there is this sense of like everybody is in this, man. Like there is so much of the consciousness tied up in this team. There is so much like pride, especially I'm sure after the Chargers left. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. there is so much, you know, energy and so much of uh, I don't want to say self-worth because that probably overstates it. But like so much of how we feel about ourselves here is about, you know, how how this town comes off. And it it is a sense of community. And so that that ties into the social media stuff and trying to be as accessible as is reasonable. Um and and you know, I, I'm here with you. Like I'm part of this. I'm not above it. I'm not off to the side of it. Like I'm in this with everybody. That's really how I try and broadcast. Um, you know, I think the best compliment, and, and you could say this easily about our TV broadcast too. I think it's the best compliment any announcer could ever get is that people come up to you and say, Hey, when I listen to you, I feel like I'm I'm hanging out with my friends. Like that's it. Like that to, to me yeah. is like the ultimate thing. And so yeah, social media and you know, silly Instagram stories or reels or whatever, like that's all an extension of that. Um, as far as I'm concerned. And it's very much needed. Gone are the days of the one layer, the the, the one yeah. dimensional broadcasting. And we're just going to commentate on the game today. Yeah. Three for five today, blah, blah, blah. No, man, we want to know more. Take us into the dugout. Take yeah. us into the clubhouse. Let us know. We have a rock star GM. You know, we, we want to know about him. We have a legitimate top-notch owner. Yeah. We want to know about them. Does he sleep? Does, yeah. he AJ? Does he actually sleep? Not really. He? Okay. No, no, I mean, he's he stays up late working and he plays basketball like five Oof. in the morning. I'm a oh, sick one, man. Hey, that's on some saca la bolsita shit right there, fool. <laughs> AJ Preller. He's, AJ Preller. He's more of a pericón. Yeah, fool. Guy, AJ yeah? Preller just seems like a madman. He just legitimately always has reminded me of like a Willy Wonka type. Like always scheming, building in the background, figuring things out. It's amazing that we have that dynamic in San Diego. We've never had anything like that, bro. Even on the stage at FanFest mm-hmm. yesterday, I feel like the entire time he was so disengaged because he was like, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. like in the moment, but he's still He might have been on a call for all yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know with them. And I love yeah. that about Twitter. I love that about our social media is that anytime they see Prell around the street on the phone, they're like, oh, what's yeah. going on? What's going on? Yeah. Who's gone? Who's gone? <laughs> Fucking Kim is gone, bro. Grisham just got traded. Somebody's well, leaving. <laughs> he, when he when he acknowledged Padre's Twitter, he did himself such a wonderful favor oh, and yeah. disservice at the same time. Nah. I don't think people realize that we have a legit front office. Because when the Chargers left, it could have easily gone one of two directions, you know? We are going to take ownership of San Diego. This is our town now. We're going to do everything possible 
to create the Padres as that franchise for yeah. the city, or they could have opted not to, which I feel like, you know, or owners of the past would have gone that route. They, they leaned really hard into the ballpark at first. You know, the team wasn't there yet, right? Yeah. It was, you could kind of sense, all right, maybe something's coming and, you know, we, we can get to where we want to go, but they leaned hard into the ballpark and, and this ownership and the previous one, including Ron Fowler as well, they put a ton of money into the ballpark. Uh, not only to upgrade it, like you, know, the obvious stuff, like the video board or the mm -hmm. sound system like that, that's something anybody can see. Um, but, but they also, you know, like they're going to redo the floors every few years, like stuff that you wouldn't necessarily notice. And, and they say now, like their goal is to make it so that Petco never looks or feels like it's older than five years old. And, and the story I've told uh, a lot of times to groups when I'm talking about this is like, uh, PNC in Pittsburgh, beautiful mm -hmm. ballpark, mm -hmm. right? Great ballpark, the river. Uh, the rivers, the bridge, the, bridge, the Clemente bridge, all of it. it's beautiful. Uh, I think that opened three years before Petco. It looks like it's 25 years older. It's no love. They Things age differently in Pittsburgh, just in case. Season yeah, no, that, that's true. <laughs> but like, they, they just, they haven't put the kind of money into it, you know, and, and I think they're doing some stuff this year, but like they, they haven't done the upkeep, upkeep, the boring upkeep. The stuff nobody wants to hear about. That's why floors. Brian Reynolds doesn't want to play there anymore. Yeah, it was like, I don't want to play here, dog. What the fuck? But like the Padres have put so much money into just keeping it feeling new mm. and nice, even if it's now. I mean, it's 2004. That's a long time ago. I mean, Dude, we were season ticket holders like in the early 2000s. Yeah. Legitimately, man, when Brian Giles was my outfielder and we sit in the little uh, the little porch where the, the foul pole is, whoop, right the section the over. Porch. Yeah, well, we're right Petco next to that little corner. We were sat in like the first section that was straight off. Man, we were excited to see the visiting team come and play. Yeah. I was excited to see Ken Griffey Jr. play when he was playing with the Reds. Reds. You know, I was like, oh, this is awesome. He was a big shit talker, bro. He just talked back at all the fans. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was excited about the other teams. Over the years, it's like it's been super quiet. Petco is, was not always, you know, singing all the small things in the rain, no. you know, on a rain delay. They weren't always just yelling in the decibel thing, get louder. We, we it, weren't singing Chente when it was uh, not, yeah, bro. It was not up. always like that. And I tell people, it was like, yeah, this is, enjoy this. This is fucking weird. This is awesome. Embrace it. Because yeah. you could hear people whisper. You could hear, it was like a Little League game. You could hear people say, you saw, it. I was like, oh well, shit, how I mean, embarrassing. I remember like back in the Jack Murphy days, you could get the kids membership. You guys remember for $25 and it was like 10 games and it came with like a hot dog. Get it, bro. And That's like, worth its price of admission right there. You could sit in right, right field or the upper deck behind home plate. And like, come on, man. I mean, that's the wild thing about now, right? Is like they're capping season tickets because yeah. they want to make sure they can still do We're stuck the fucking like that. Red Sox now, fool. There's a waiting list to buy season tickets to the Padres. If I would have told you. Just like, let's say 2018. Yeah. Don't even go back that far. 2018, I'm like, hey, by the way, in four or five years, they're going to cap season tickets. There's going to be a wait list. Yeah, That's yeah. bullshit, Jesse. Yeah, That's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh by the way, you're also going to have like four guys that could win the MVP this year. <laughs> Easily. Oh, that, my God. That picture. Oh, my. I, I want to know expectation versus reality, though. You know, like the expectation right. is that we are a playoff team, that we are a contender for the NL crown. We are a contender to be in the World Series and do some damage. Mm. What's the reality as an insider? What is the reality? No, those, those expectations are fair, um, but it, it, they also come with the caveat of, of any expectation for anything. It's like reality can get in the way. Mm -hmm. Injuries. Stuff can happen. Injuries. There's always going to be one weird, stupid thing that happens PEDs. that you don't know. That was it last year. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could have never a deflating moment, right? A little bit. Right. I mean, how about first day of spring training last Oof. year? I remember we were all media, right? We're all outside. They do the press conferences outside under the like roof thing there. They got picnic tables and uh, it was going to be the first day Ugh. that Bob Melvin was going to address the media at spring training. And then the kind of word trickled out. Be like, oh, AJ is going to talk first. And honestly, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. First day, like get some questions out of the way about the roster so that Melvin doesn't have to answer those. Let AJ do it. And AJ came out and he had just kind of like had his head down. He was like, 
even more like calm looking than usual. <laughs> and, you know, you mentioned the Tatis. Well, rewind to the earlier in that day, bro. Well, okay, the motorcycle. That was the oh, motorcycle. Yeah. So that was the first day of that spring was training the first, Yeah. And it was like, oh, man. And you talk about air out of the balloon. It was like, Oof. all right, let's like get past this. And then no yeah, you tatis. fast forward a couple of months uh, and you get the PED. So look, point being, you never know what's going to happen. But to say the team has World Series aspirations, expectations. I mean, yeah, of course. Of course. Like there, there's no reason. There's no reason to think anything less than that for this team. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? Nope. No, of not course not. not. Last all. year, nobody had the Phillies in the World Series. You know, at any point in the season, quite honestly, until the day Especially it happened. Especially at the All-Star break, man. <laughs> people it. thought they were sellers. Nobody yeah. had the Dodgers losing in the first round either. <laughs> yeah, Dodgers didn't win a playoff series again. last oh, year. But, I mean, you go, back, you go back the last few years. Nobody thought the Braves were going to win it nope, the year they nope, did. and they did it. Nationals. doesn't count. Nationals Nobody thought the Nationals were going to do it. No way. Then, yeah. No well, the way. Braves so, I mean, out of Cunha. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, when Acuna got hurt, if I said, hey, that's by the way, they're going to win it It's like, okay, Acuna was yeah, gone yeah, yeah. and the Braves did it. Oh, I said that. Tatis is gone. I said that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to bring Just remember, <laughs> the uh, uh, defending World Series champions did this without their most dynamic and exciting player. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things happened. The, the, it's such a long season. It's such a long season. There's so many bad things that can happen. Um, and pitching is always going to be yeah. probably the thing that leads it out there. But, man, they're going to mash. They're going to score some runs. And uh, it's going to be a show, no Oof. matter what. Dude, people talk about their JFK moment, where they were when when JFK and the assassination happened. For me, JFK died? I'm telling you, I hate to be the, the spoiler, but here it is. Titanic sinks. Um, I remember when people started tweeting online, like, oh, Tatis is at the airport. And I was like, oh, shit, he's coming back. <laughs> he's going to go on an assignment. You know, I'm like, oh, and then they're like, no. Something's off with him being at this airport. There hasn't been an announcement. There's no movement. And then somebody started leaking online. Oh, this dude just got popped for PEDs. Everybody jumped on that guy. Ah, oh, fuck you. Padres Twitter did Padres Twitter things. And they just went all over this guy. No, you're That's lying. Dude, and then Padres Twitter was right. Uh, yeah. Fucking Tatis. I remember I was driving home and I heard Tatis is now suspended for 80 games leading into the 2023 season. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Natasha bro. almost cried. It was, it was a gut punch. I picked her up from school and I told her. She- what does this mean? It was a gut punch describing <laughs> we were, to my kids about cheating. Dog. <laughs> we were in Washington and Tony and I, there was no local TV that night. It was like an Apple TV game. And so Don <laughs> and right. Mud were off. They weren't even there. And we were in DC Oof. in the worst broadcast booth in baseball, freaking above the birds in DC. You can't see anything on the field. And it was about 30 seconds before Gunshots we went Gunshots in the, in the crowds and yeah, shit. Yeah, Oof. two years ago. Uh, 30 seconds before we went on the air, Padre PR guy came in. He was like, hey, FYI. <laughs> and at first he oh told me, God. and I was like, ah, very funny. You know? Good job, Playboy. And what? then he like didn't didn't like smile when I was like, yeah, very funny. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? And then like it came out officially. And then we went on the air, like right then. Oof. And I was like, oh, so we talked about it. And then, I mean, Tony and I talked about it. If you went back and listened, I would say nonstop for the first five, six innings. And like, what, what you know what else was there at that it, it was, was a major was piece a, yeah it was like july or whatever yeah. August, i remember against the nats like yeah. the game was kind of like what I, you know so secondary we, just, we talked about it and talked about it and people were tweeting questions and you mentioned your kid and like somebody said hey you know how would you know what what do i say to my son yeah i was like like my kids are little i haven't had to have that kind of conversation with them yet so tony and i kind of kicked that around i mean we ran through the gambit of emotions and it, it was it was in a weird way like a broadcast i'm very proud of because we got no heads up. We didn't have any time to, to sort of like game plan how we were going to manage this. 
there was no distraction of television that night for like people go watch them they'll tell you what happened yeah, yeah. like it was everybody you know people were tuning into us probably a little bit more than they more normally than the were norm, for sure and uh and and it was like all right let's navigate this together and then you know by the end of the long conversation we were sort of at this place of like all right hey this team's still really good and you know i, I i'm sure there were some people who didn't want to hear that because they were pissed off and they were sad and that's fine um but you know it was true like and the team was really good and it wasn't us trying to shine a dirty apple it was us saying like hey let's let's go man like this is still a really, really good team. They can do some special things, and they did. Well, it's going to be a tough year for him on the road. A couple years. A couple years? A few years. Oh, shit. Is he built for that? Yeah. Yeah, he can hang? He'll be good. Hey, he looked polished as shit. Like, he was he ready is, to rock. Look, man, he is a great kid. And I understand like that might not sound the way it did a couple of years ago at this point to people. I, I, I can't tell you my interactions with him have been extraordinarily positive over the years in authentic ways. Um, you know, not like some guys, you they're like talking to somebody and they're like pretending he's, he's a, in his heart, he is a good kid. Um, and it's going to be hard for him, but he don't lack confidence. I can tell you that. Um, and, no. and, and this, <laughs> this, this whole thing is not going to wreck his confidence. Is he going to be a little more humble or different? Perhaps, you know sure. I mean? I, I could see this affecting just sort of his overall, uh, state of being. Um, but, but he knows how good he is. And, uh, I think he, he is fully aware of what it's going to be like on the road not just this year and maybe sometimes at home. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah. But it, it's probably not gonna be a hundred percent good. I think gone are the days of Dodger blue taking over Petco. I think gone are the days of most teams coming there and taking over Petco. The playoffs were a big barometer for that, man. Oh, I know people were man. concerned about like, Oh wow. It's yeah, probably it gonna wild. be 50, 50. And no, 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 no. I was 90, no, I mean, 10 I, at best. I was saying, I think there are probably Padre fans who are going to be filled jilted. And you and think so? I, not many, but mm. some. Coach Cantera fans probably listen as well. Those, are, those, those seem to be like the oh, sports radio. <laughs> those seem to be like the guys that would be talking crap the most. Uh, Man, okay. So some opinion pieces on you now, right? All right. Manny Machado opts out, gets re-signed, opts out, signs somewhere else. Uh, I, I have a hard time imagining him not being here. Notice but, I said opts out on both of them, though. Yeah, yeah. I think that's happening. Yeah, he's there's. I can't imagine a scenario in which he just sticks with the remainder of his contract. So whether that means they get something worked out now uh, or sometime during this season or immediately after the season, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to do what they have to to keep him. I mean, unless Steve Cohen, you know, comes down with like Ugh. some billion dollar offer and Manny really wants to play there. And I don't expect that to be the case. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that would be the kind of thing that could maybe throw it off. Um, but I think save something crazy like that happening, unless again, he really wants to be a Yankee or he really wants to be a Met or he really wants to be a Marlin. I don't know. Um, and, and, and if, if not for something like that, then yeah, he'll, he'll be here. They'll, they'll work it out. They got, he there. just seems to love everything about <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. And this team. He's invested, yeah. man. He's invested. Yes. And especially like, not to sound whatever, but if they don't win it all this year, like he's gonna have he's gonna have a feeling of unfinished business. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So you're voting for them not winning this year. That's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Likelihood that Terrible this four-headed monster being together next season. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Soto get an extension, you think? And does Ooh. it come at the cost of getting somebody else signed? I mean, how much money a, does our team fucking have? Peter question. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> how much like, money does this squad have? Talk about my deal, too, if we're doing <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, Throw um, me in the mix. <laughs> huh? As long as we're doing this and just giving it away. Um, you yeah. heard your first Jesse's opting out of his deal? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Dodger commentator. Uh, Unbelievable. It, it, yeah, like Soto uh, has two more years, mm -hmm. 23 and 24. Yep. Um, I, I can't imagine a scenario in which he's not on the team starting 24. 
Can't imagine. I love when these players get asked these questions. They all have a little smirk on their face. Mm -hmm. Almost as if they already know what this game is going to lead to. They know where they're going. They know what their offers are. They know what they're going to do. I'm sure they've had conversations in passing like, Well, they're hey. also... They're also smirking because it, we're talking about hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. Yeah, I smirk too. Yeah, ask me whatever you want. Oh, Would yeah. it so to say something yeah. like, "Hey, I'm here for two more years. Yeah. and I'm loving the years yeah. that I've the year I was here already, and I can look forward to the this man year. turned down. What was it? Did he turn down four hundred million? Yeah. But did he turn down the money, or did he turn down Washington D.C.? Regardless, it doesn't matter. There was still four hundred million. Like, million oh, yeah, like rich people like to like do like <laughs> they buy boats or cars or whatever to like could, show off. Hey. That guy can walk into a room and be like, "Hey, I turned down four hundred and forty million dollars." <sighs> Luxury is ordering my burrito with guacamole there, buddy. All right, so I'm I'm in a, I'm in a different ball game. Than that. By the way, you guys had the the podcast earlier with Jorge from Lolita's. Like I was getting starving. Mm. Did you want a, a burrito? How rude of Caesar not no, to no, offer no, you anything. Fine. Yeah, who is your favorite interview? Who is your favorite player uh, player to interact with? Oh, that's an interesting question. I've had, you know, we got some good ones, which is nice. Uh, Jake Cronenworth is probably the guy that Seems I like lean a sweet on. Fella. He is a sweet fella. Um, but he's the guy I lean on the most to like talk about like these rule changes that are coming this year in MLB. Like he's a really good guy to bounce stuff off of because he's super thoughtful, smart, like he seems really in tune with the actual game. Very much so. Um, so he's a really good guy. Like, so if I don't want to just throw my opinion on something out there without checking with somebody, um, he's probably the guy I'm checking with. Um, so that would be one. But, you know, man, he's fun to talk to. Um Trent Grisham's got an interesting personality. Like it feels like I, I think it took me like almost COVID also threw this stuff off because we didn't get sure. the access to them as much as uh we used to before that. Now it's kind of back to normal. But uh it, it took some time to like warm up with Trent Grisham. Now I love like talking to him. Like he's funny, he's dry, funny. Like he's got that Texas style. Yes, I mean, obviously he's, he's from Texas, Texas, but you you just yeah, see him as like, oh man, this Texas. dude is fucking cowboys fun. Yeah, dude, I is. love that. Yeah, he he really is. He is for sure. I loved talking to Will Myers when he mm. was here. Um, just el, 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 el gallo, el gallo. El, did you call him el pollo? Yeah, for? <laughs> you called him a chicken. There's a rooster on the run. Um, I dropped that on mud last year. One way he like, I don't know. He hustled into second base on a double. I was doing a TV game, I think, and, and mud was going el gallo, el gallo, and I was like, ah. I was like there's a rooster on the run, you know. But Will Will was a wonderful, wonderful guy to talk to. Joe Musgrove is as solid of a human being as you could ever imagine. Uh, he's a great guy to speak to. I can go on and on. I, I try and talk to as this many. This team as, is as just as built can. like that. They're cool guys. I got to get to know Soto a little bit better. Um, he, he's really you forget how young he is because uh, he looks like a grown man. He looks like a yeah, yeah. A grown ass man. Um, but it's like, oh, what is he? Twenty four? Like it's crazy. That's so insane. <laughs> I love that his mom goes to the games. I love that his mom's just there. Oh, I've hanging. seen his parents like yeah. all over. Yeah, yeah. That's I rode awesome, an elevator man. with them in a oh, hotel in man. Miami. They were super nice, dude. Look at that, twenty three year old. Turning down 400 plus million contracts. Almost doing half, his thing, bro. Almost half a billion Look dollars at that. at that age. To be like, half no, our oh. age, fool. Fuck half a billion. Half our age, Darvish, <laughs> Look, by the don't way. Don't drag me into your twilight. Oh, this is the game, I believe, when the, the dragging up the freeway became a thing. Uh, Peter Seidler was doing an interview on ESPN. This was the Sunday night game. And he mentioned yes. the dragon. Oh. So that's where we yeah. came up with slaying the dragon yeah. was from this game. Uh, Darvish is fascinating as a human being i have to do better about talking to him it's it's a little bit too brief we've done some social media stuff i did like a, a a fan zoom with him when he first got here he is really funny he is really smart he obviously knows a ton about baseball um so he's another guy that that's really cool to talk to that's our team man crazy that's right? our team one so is our outfielder you darvish is on the mound you know we got manny machado at third we got Xander bogart's playing wherever the fuck he's gonna play He's going to play so. somewhere in the end. He's going to be shortstop for I sure. I think so, yeah. Tatis. Dude, Tatis, Kim, Jesus Lord. Never in my dreams How many all-stars this year? All of them. 
<laughs> Except our yeah. catcher. Nah, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Luis Camposano? Yeah, he's going to get some run. Yeah, it'll be interesting, right? See how they uh, divvy up the I think this time. is his year. I think this is his year to get a legit opportunity to be in the spotlight. To ca- But I mean, he's still young, too. Oh, man. You have, to remember, you have to remember, I think, that the catching situation is going to be dictated to a large extent by the pitcher's comfort with those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who, did, who gelled with Alfaro last year that actually played the most of the year and then he got hurt and really kind of tapered off and they didn't really play him that much? Wasn't it Manea that was... Was it, was it Sean Manea? Manea and yeah, Alfaro, maybe. You know, it's funny because they, they did have some consistency with that sort of stuff. Uh, Musgrove and Camposano worked together down mm. the stretch a little bit in a really nice way. And Joe, and I mean, this tells you everything you need to know about Joe, he was like going out of his way to pump Camposano up yes. like in the media. Yes. And he was saying, hey, you know, like, you know, he's been sitting next to me and learning with me he's and like player. practicing all that. He's, he's a so fucking good. team player. Man. He's, he's the know. kind of leader very few starting pitchers can be. And he, said, and he said, fuck L.A. And he said, fuck L.A. On a stream, dude. Uh, do you remember that when he was getting interviewed for, what was it, for the Astros post-World yeah. Series victory? Yeah. And somebody was on his Instagram live and they were just kind of like going, oh, the Dodgers is. And he's like, fuck the Dodgers. Like, oh, shit. Sign this man to San Diego <laughs> yeah. Lifetime deal, please. You know, oh, born and bred in East County like our friend Eli here. How often do you encounter weenie interviews? Weenie players. Players that you leave with like a sour taste in your mouth. Is that common necessarily with opposing teams? I know our team now here, is built here, differently. Here's but. what I would say. I mean, most most teams are like any other office. You're going to have a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, uh, so much of it is based on your relationships. And I try very hard um, to have a respectful uh, professional relationship with these guys is I'm not going for beers with them or anything like that. Right. Like, but you know, they see enough of you, you see enough of them, you try and, you know, for, for me, I'm honestly like, I'm a super introvert. So I'm a little awkward. I'm not like the best at like developing relationships. So it's, it's kind of a slow burn for me. Um, then, all right, after we see enough of each other, a little small talk, all right, now let's expand the conversation a little bit. Let me bounce a couple of things off you. Um, that's the way I do it. And I, and I think they understand, um, as time goes on too the amount of uh, work that I put into them and trying to make them sound good and, and, and the seriousness with which I take my job, I think is appreciated by most of them um, because they, they're like, all right, like this guy's not just goofing around and hanging yeah. out trying to He's like professional. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what they want. And then you grind the way they grind. That's it. You know, not physically, but you know, it's, I'm there <laughs> with them and everything like that. And then, you know, I mean, parents, that would be awesome. Parents, wives, they all listen, you know? And so you, you keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. You're not broadcasting for them. You're not like, you're going to have to say bad things sometimes sure. like that. That's the reality of the job, but that must um, be tough. Hey, it, it's part of the job, and 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 most of the guys realize that. You know you fucked up. You know you know I don't want. I'm not. I'm not speaking out. You know Look, you fucked up. When a guy when a guy's over his last nineteen, yeah. he's over his last nineteen. Oh, like whether I say it or not, that, yeah. he's over oh. his last nineteen. You know, I mean, it happens, and that's okay, and that's baseball. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes I'm sure, you know, mom, dad, girlfriend, wife might be like, oh, I heard so and so. Sometimes say. both. Yeah, and and they get it, and and you can get something. But I mean, I I haven't had anything direct with the Padres in any serious way with that kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's mutual respect. That's what you try and do. Never personal. That's like the big thing. That's awesome, man. I just, again, we're so ever since our channel four days, we've been so blessed. With, yeah. I miss the channel four days, man. man. I mean, well, that's, I miss the social hour. When we I miss about all of those things, bring all of them shits back. How we met. It's when uh, I was still at my cast and we got into the ballpark and we had Bob Chandler on mm. and Jesse on mm. I was back when Blooper was still around. And Blooper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And, and like, I, I just, I look back on it. Look oh, at look, it. Look at it. Look at that young buck right now. Young rising all-star. Fifth grade. Fifth grade morning announcements. That's I used it. to do the similar thing for the crossing of the border in TJ. 
Like I would give yeah. uh, I would give updates. I'd go in front of the fucking TV like a weenie. Precisamente se encuentran 15 carriles abiertos con cuatro carros. Por... Bro, I was weird. I had a spiral notebook and I would like, you know, make my own uh, box score and write everyone's and keep score and, oh, like, yeah. and turn the volume down and be like, now batting Marvell win. Marvell win hit it into a ground, a uh, little the double play action in the third inning. Like, I, I was a weird fucking kid, bro. I, I showed Natasha the other day. She was so confused because I said, remember how the Padres, when they sold you the programs, they used to come with the scorecard. Mm. And I kept the one. I've kept the one where uh, Gwyn went five for five. I kept the one where Greg Vaughn uh, and Caminiti went back to back. I kept the one where Caminiti hit from both sides of the plate. Natasha was like, but why? And I'm like, well, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to you now. And you don't appreciate it. But one of these days, you'll see just how special it is like to get this involved with the game. And if not, then I'll put you up for adoption. I'll get high dollar <laughs> for that kid. She's a cute kid. I'll get high dollar for that. Yeah. yeah, man. The buy it now price on eBay. Ooh, spectacular. Bro, Mexican well-spoken young lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, bro. Cream of the crop, bro. Yeah, man. Angelina Jolie will be calling him. (laughs) Expectations for yourself as a Padre fan and the announcer before we wrap this up. What do you want from this team this year? And are we ready for what you want? Because we saw FanFest and people losing their shit. They're they're ready for everything. Everybody's ready for everything, man. The machine is primed. It is primed. This town is going to fucking explode, man. Every Look, I, I, I don't expect that a regular season game can be like game four against the Dodgers in the rain, but it's going to get way closer than it should on a regular basis. I mean, he was there's going to be 40,000 people in there. Every regular on a Wednesday, night. Four, on, a Wednesday night. on a fucking Wednesday against day. Colorado. Oh, Remember man. only when it was 7,000 fans the team, some nights? <laughs> the jewel 000. of the West. Apparently Colorado is doing it best way, building their franchise than any yeah. other team. And then all West. give me a break. I remember being worse than the Rockies, man. Oh, <laughs> that'll never happen again. What do you got Great for Mr. Time. Agler before we let him loose? No. I mean, I think... I, <laughs> no. I, I, no. No. You no, gave me all the fine. goosebumps I needed. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm i just excited, man. And I'm excited to follow along with the way that, you know, you showcase your job, you showcase your experiences. And, you know, I, lo- I love how connected to the city you become, you know. and How could you not? It's uh, it's just the best. You know, just being a North County guy, it's different. <laughs> what do you do when you're not <laughs> broadcasting the Padres? Is there an off-season regimen for you? Like maybe, uh, I don't know, college games, any other sports games? Yeah, so before COVID, I was doing some NFL, some college football. Hey, COVID fucked everything up for everyone. Basketball. Yeah, but then we also had a second kid. Oh, and, there you go. And, uh, so, so wait till you have three. Yeah, no, not happening. Uh, so after that, you know, it was like kind of leaving to go do a football game with like two little kids. It was like, all right, yeah. I think we'll we'll chill here. And um, so yeah, it's just catching up with the family. A uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that, Padre events, that kind of thing. But yeah, just kind of rest, recover, get ready to go, and then uh, the real fun. Begins. Is this the dream job right now? Yes. Do you have yes. the dream job that you've always oh, yeah. wanted? Absolutely. Oof. Yeah. Anybody can lure you away from the Padres? No, no? I don't think so. No, no? I'm, I, I tell people like I am here until they get sick of me. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Man. We'll yeah, see. Man. You never know. But happening. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Not the way you work. I mean, with you, Tony, and oh man, God, look at the people we have. Here. Yeah, it's, we're, it's we're a joke, right? We're, 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 we're extremely lucky. We've went through some thin years on the field, but never in the booth, never with the broadcast. I mean, my pop still listens to it on the radio. Yeah. You know, like not watching it on TV, yeah. not watching it on TV, and turning down the TV and listening on the radio. Just in the yard, just simply listening it to on the radio. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dog. That's awesome. Baseball's you know? the best for that. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. You can't you can't do soccer like that. I've tried. There's just you just can't do soccer. I I need to watch it. You want to go to sleep. On. You can't. Oh, look at you. Soccer on the radio? Come look on, bro. At you, bro. It will look put at me to you. sleep. The World man. Cup just passed. A little I'm respect. sorry. Tottenham just beat City. A You're welcome. Re- a little respect, brother. <laughs> My team's in the top four of the table. Minus number three, ho. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> 
<laughs> my team just beat number one. Oh shit! Wait a second. Somebody just threw their hat into the EPL you know, they mix. Suck. <laughs> Everton, man. There's nothing wrong with Everton. Not to get relegated. Hey, when nobody wants yeah, I that. feel like Everton is the default fucking team for all Americans who don't have a team in the EPL. It didn't it's just used like, to be, by the way. I started doing this. My buddy Matt and I, it must have been after like, was there a World Cup in 06? No. It was 8, 12, uh, 16, 20, and 20 now. Well, what do we do? No, maybe there was. Fuck, my math is off. Maybe it was around <laughs> then, around then. So we got like super into the World Cup that year. We'd never been soccer fans before. And we're like, all right, we'll be Premier League fans. All right. So we're like, what team are we going to like? So we crossed off because we're not front running jerks. Boom. We crossed off. Give him a look. <laughs> Give him a look. We crossed <laughs> off the big four. Sir, he's looking at and, you. Uh, and then we were like, kind of researched everybody else. And Tim Howard was the Everton mm-hmm. goalkeeper, the American mm-hmm. guy. We're like, all right, yeah. sure, why yeah. not? I'm in. So we jumped in on that. And then like it became a thing like as time went on. But like we didn't know anybody else who cared about Everton at that point. And watching the games was near impossible. It was like weird channels. Yeah. And, like Now people don't maybe realize like if you became a soccer fan in the last 10 years or so, yeah. like it was not easy finding You have access games. to everything. You have yeah. access to division yeah. five English, <laughs> English yeah. league games. There's man. a documentary <laughs> about Wrexham for God's sake. You know, like That's insane. Yeah. Binchy Ryan Reynolds. Binchy Ryan I mean, Reynolds. Look, bro. look at one of the, the most anticipated premier shows was Ted Lasso. Who would have thought yeah. that a yeah. show about yeah. a second league team would be that? Popular. Wait till Americans catch on real well, bro. We're, 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 we're ready. We're ready, man. Now if they get some guys to actually play. Mm. Bring it back Gio Reyna. Oh, that's, not, that's, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's that's a, cool. that's, let's bring back that's uh, a compost. Stud. That's a fucking stud. <laughs> Jesse Agler. Fucking legend, bro. Thanks for fucking having me, legend, guys. Bro. This is cool. No, man. Thank you for, for coming down all the way to the bowels of the South Bay. No, I love it down here. Yeah? How often do you yeah. come down here? Pretty good. Uh, I got uh, a, a buddy uh, kind of south of the ballpark. So we hang out down there sometimes and we live downtown for a while. So we would do stuff down here. It's just, uh, get the sea air. I noticed yeah. when I got out of the car, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I smell the ocean. That's smell the, that salt. That's it was good. a that's very complimentary soul. of our setup. Thank you. This is very sweet. Yeah, this is very sweet. Dave Marcus needs to you learn ever, a thing uh, too. You ever want to go to a killer's concert? That's mm, your guy right there. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> road tickets. We don't know what the hell we're doing down here, but no, we're, cool. we're, we're figuring it out as we go. And yeah. people seem to fucking want to come and hang out with us. It's awesome. Good job. Thank you. Congrats, we appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of your San Diego Padres Jeez. on the flagship 97.3, Jesse Agler. Hell yeah. Yeah,